Joe, I ever tell you about my uncle who was 65 and started to start walking three miles every day? No. He's now 70. Wow. We have no fucking idea where he is. We have no idea. See, he started walking three miles a day, and, and now five years later, we have no idea where he is. Why didn't you check on the second day? Um, okay. <laughs> Did I tell you about the, the two thieves who stole the priceless calendar? No. Yeah, they both got six months. They they, they both got six months. In prison? <laughs> hey, this is Jacques. This is Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. You know, usually we start these episodes with what some would classify as jokes. Um, This was not one of them. <laughs> uh, Joe, we're having a rough week. <laughs> a this rough is day. a rough week. Uh, day, whatever, half hour. Day. <laughs> we'll get into that. Right. But today was one of those days where I'm working on the rundown. I said notes to myself throughout the week. Joe and I talk. We both like the same thing on Twitter. I'll put it on a list. And I sent it to you around 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. It, it's send, and no kidding aside, completely outdated. In the, in the nanosecond for me to hit send <laughs> and for it to be in your inbox, completely outdated. Uh, Life moves too fast nowadays. Which we'll get to. We'll start off with fat shaming. It's been a rough week. The kids are always making excuses. Always with, if I got paid per excuse, I'd be a rich man. I'm down a pound. I uh, didn't get to skate this week. Actually, I was just talking to Taylor, and he's like, I didn't get my Thursday video because I make a video every Thursday <laughs> from the rank. But school vacation, all the little fucks. Monopolize oh. the ice. Oh, I thought, okay. Yeah, same thing like that. Yeah. The, the, the ice isn't there. so Well, it's still there. They didn't move the rank, but, you know, too crowded. <laughs> and so, no. Uh, but uh, moving on from that. You know, there are other things besides skating that you could do. Oh, no, I did the boxing. Oh, I still okay. did the box, But the boys are home, so it's like I can't go to the gym and stuff like that. I can only go to when they do the boxing, do the heavy bag and stuff like that. Leave my ex-wife out of this. <laughs> I can't fairly fat shame you. I'm skinny fat myself. You know, I'm a felt 175 or ish, 180, 190. Um, kill me and then just take my body. <laughs> but um, I do no exercise. You're much a thousand times more active than I am. Well, I uh, yes, yeah. But I also eat a lot of crap. I eat a lot of crap. Well, okay. I eat only crap. That's my That's problem. Only, yeah. I don't eat crap throughout the day. I eat you know crap in the morning. And then I have a sensible gap, and then I eat more crap, and then sometimes I'll skip dinner because I'm lazy and I don't make myself dinner. Yeah, that's. But then I'll realize I didn't eat dinner. I'm not really hungry, but I'm watching TV at one in the morning. Why not eat a whole pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get the pizza, man? Frozen. Oh yeah. You know, it's like they yeah. got these new things. Well, that's the thing about ha- living with somebody who has a food allergy. Ah. Uh, that you know, literally. My wife is allergic to soy, which is literally in every processed food, which is great because we yes. don't get to eat processed foods. Or not, it's not like she can't, you know, it's not like kryptonite where she sees a frozen pizza in the uh, freezer that, you know, she'll melt or turn to stone or whatever. But it discourages us from purchasing it and it frees up freezer space for other things. Um, so I don't have that luxury. 
but I do enjoy noshing on the uh, snacks that you leave behind for every podcast. You're welcome. So you do feed me throughout the week periodically, you know. But thank you for that. And uh, back to regularly scheduled babbling. So uh, a, a little bit of a sad, sad uh, passing. We had another passing. You know, we're old, so some of our heroes are just dying off, Joe. It's just the way it is. And it just hits you, you know, like everything. I mean, every death is sudden, you know. And I think this one was actually probably more less sudden it was you know what i mean like it was kind of like hey i haven't heard from this person in a while or hasn't you know i heard he wasn't doing so well to begin with and it was you know finally his time to go peter tork of the monkeys died at 77 of cancer yeah he had some kind of rare cancer he's been battling for 10 years he didn't go on their tour last summer Hmm. but he did do their christmas album last year yeah um so I was I was pleasantly surprised because I'm a huge monkey fan. I, I you know I know some people might be thinking I'm joking because I'm a big punk you know guy and stuff like that. But no, the monkeys were punk. They were they were for their time. They were one of my first loves, and I was pleasantly surprised that you are, are a big monkey guy. Absolutely, they showed the monkeys reruns on Channel 56 in Boston in the 80s, and our friend Jim and I would watch it religiously. We loved. The monkeys loved it. The monkeys. We watched it nonstop. I actually have monkeys DVDs unofficially, but I have all their episodes. I haven't watched those in a while. And then I recently I did see that some one channel like IFC I think has been re-airing monkeys episodes like Saturday mornings along with Batman. Like, do you know that IFC is yes. airing the Batman um, sixty six Batman and on Saturday mornings? So. I've been rewatching that, and um, they 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 still hold up in my heart. No, and, and it's great. It's uh, it's it's funny. Uh, it turns out, turns out that one of the bigger selling acts of the '60s, they were humongous, like 75 million albums sold in the '60s. I, I think, like, not two, but they're like three or four biggest act of of, of the whole decade. Yeah, you know, behind the Beatles, and my first. I I forget exactly where it was. It was down by the Cape. It was a small, like two thousand seat venue, like a round stage. It slowly turned. Uh, I saw the monkeys there, and I saw them at uh, at um, the old. Oh, what is it? I'm blanking. Out. What, oh, what, what Great Foxborough. No, what no, was Fox oh, Sullivan Park? Stadium? Sullivan Stadium for their reunion tour oh, in '86. Yeah, I remember that. Weird Al opened for them on that tour. So I've seen Weird Al then. Maybe I don't know if he made it. I don't know if he did the entire tour, but he had opened for them in one venue at least. Uh, I remember seeing, I don't know if it was three of the monkeys. I don't know if it was the three of the monkeys. And Davy Jones was still alive, but I think they, uh, at least Mike Nesbeth and um, Mickey Dolenz went touring in the 90s. Uh, and they did it a concert, at, a free concert at uh, Boston City Hall Plaza. And I went with our friend Steve and maybe Jim, I don't remember, but it was mid to late 90s and it was raining that day. And you know what? Maybe Davy Jones was on that tour. Maybe, I don't know, Peter, I don't remember Peter being on the tour for some reason, Um, but I saw them that one time. Uh, That's my brush with monkeys. I loved them. Same, same, you know, all through the early 80s, watching them on 56. And then you get older, it's like, and you find out, like, or you watch it when you're older and you realize, you know, some of the people who were on the show. It was almost like Batman, the the original Batman with Adam West. How many huge actors 
which stopped by the show. Honestly, I can't remember a one. And then also big directors, you know, and big music people. It became, you know, kind of one of those things where people wanted in. Um, you know, and it was it was was it a hard day's night that they were trying to basically like do Emulate. an American version of that? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and you know, did you ever see their movie Head? No. Uh I actually Maybe I'd seen like one scene, but it is one of those weird, trippy, avant-garde kind of movies that Jack Nicholson apparently had a hand in. Right. He, he was young Jack It's funny. It's one of those things where the, 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 the time between the show ending and Head coming out was only like 18 months, but the band, it was completely different, so you had a lot of these people wanting to see the TV version of the monkeys in a movie. And it's like when you had um, uh, Britney Spears going from being on Disney to hit me one more time or, or when um, or like uh, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana became Miley Cyrus. It's and like then... 18 months later after Hannah Montana and people, it was a family friendly show. And now she's went through that stage. Right. Then all of a sudden the monkeys are counterculture. Right. And it's odd. And it was bizarre. And, um, I heard in the Gilbert Gottfried podcast talking about the movie Head that they named it Head because they thought the movie was going to be a hit and they figured that their next follow-up could be advertised with a tagline from the people who brought you, from the people who gave you Head. From the people who gave you Head. Clever. Was I writing the tagline? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was delivering the joke. That's why it sounds so... It just sounds like something I'd say. Yeah, that's the disjointed uh, cadence. But yeah, so Peter Tork, you know, rest in peace. I uh, he was the quiet monkey. He was the nice guy. He he, he, he was the um, he was the, the Ringo. He was a lovable loser. He was a dumb one. But Ringo was funny and and snarky. And Peter was always sort of um, being, at least on the t- on the TV show, of course, which is where we know him. All those characters from. He was always the one being. Seen as like the mark, the dupe. Yeah, you know, being he would be uh, targeted by some untoward maybe producers or scam artists, and they'd get him to like you know join a circus or become part of some sort of magician's act or something weird. And uh, I think there was one episode where he was hypnotized, and he would walk around in a trance, and he would like follow. He was almost like Maturian candidate. <laughs> I don't think he was. I don't we'll think, get to that. I don't That's think it was show. a plot to kill Davy Jones, but um, yeah, we, we'll. Uh, you know, I don't know if we can. We maybe we'll do a monkey sideshow because. Oh uh, uh, yeah, and maybe we can. You know, resurrect the uh, the corpse of Jim. And that would be great. Join us on the podcast. Maybe even get Steve if he's seen them. Maybe you know. Oh God, yeah. We can get a whole fe cast. Get the here. band back together. That We're on a mission great. from God. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So so it's funny because yeah. Let's do a monkey side show. We we talked this week. How have we not done a Chris Farley side show? Oh it, oh, you're talking about like as far as side shows? Yeah yeah. Show? Oh, is it because on Twitter a couple? Uh, it was last week. Was his birthday? Yeah, and there was and like w- one clip when he was on Letterman, uh, and I sent it to you, and I'm like, "How haven't we done something? We love that guy." Yeah, there was a great intro that he did. Remember on- when you were on the Beatles? That was awesome. <laughs> um, ah, idiot, <laughs> stupid, no, 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 you're doing very good. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yes, you're doing very good. Questions? Nah. <laughs> 
I love Chris Farley. That we will do a sideshow with Chris Farley. But we're talking about Peter Tork. He's already being forgotten, overshadowed yeah, by he, his death is being overshadowed by Chris Farley's missed birthday. And he died what twenty years ago? Yeah, something crazy like that. Mm. All right, so let's move on to happier times, Joe. Yeah. Pressure lock coming back. This this literally has to be this. This is your six Super Bowls. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Press Your Luck was a game show in the '80s where you had three contestants trying to avoid hitting the whammy on this big, gigantic game board that would have flashing lights and changing squares that displayed different dollar amounts and prizes. But of course, if you hit the dreaded whammy, you lose everything and have to start over with the remaining spins that you accrued during the front game. Press your luck, man. That was um, that was a great... Talk about a brainless show. And it, there's, there is strategy involved as far as how to play the game, but as far as like playing along at home, you're only watching it for the drama. You're only watching it to see like how much money can these people win and and back then and i think you saw that big bucks pressure luck uh game show network biography the guy who beat the system right the guy who figured out the pattern michael larson he racked up over a hundred thousand dollars because there were only six patterns at the time programmed and he would watch he was a guy kind of unemployed sitting at home always trying to do this get Rich Quick scheme he was like the jackie gleason or the, the ralph cramden of his uh neighborhood and he would just focus on winning or trying to get on game shows and he cracked the code he was able to at whim pause the tape whenever you the money would whenever the lights would land on dollar amounts and there were two squares that were always dollar amounts there were never whammies in these two squares so he figured out based on the patterns when he when to stop and he got on the show he uh, beat the system won a hundred thousand dollars and they never aired the episode on television ever again until 30 years later. But getting to your point, I bet, I think ABC is bringing back Press Your Luck as part of their revival, which is why that buzzer channel, that rerun channel, is on the air. It's basically like a testing ground to see how the ratings do on those, you know, classic reruns to see if there's a, even like an interest to bring back these game shows. Like, and we've seen with Match Game, I think they're in their fifth season or something. Match Game, I was watching it last night and it's funny. Uh, they brought back Match Game. They brought back To Tell the Truth. They brought back, you know, uh, all sorts of game shows. But to see Press Your Luck Gong come show. back. Yeah, Gong Show. I mean, the list goes on. But to see Press Your Luck come back, um, and hopefully based on how the old, the other shows that have been re re resurrected, they've been pretty faithful. Like Pyramid, for example. That was very faithful to the format of the old Dick Clark show. How do you improve on perfection? Shut up, all right? <laughs> Just don't <laughs> mock me. I'm not! I'll get to mocking you later. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm almost tempted to audition because they're now holding auditions, which is how I follow this account on Twitter, Buzzer Blog, that basically reports on game show news, and they also report on when game shows are being casted for, like current game shows. So to hear this, I was like, oh, yeah, like this is something that might be up my alley. I was on a game show once before Wheel of Fortune. We won't get into that. But with Wheel of Fortune, it, it was different. It, uh, the game was the star. The people are just props. Like, you're just there to call out letters and spin the wheel and solve the puzzle. 
not really about personality. Boy, did you solve the puzzle. Yes. And but it wasn't it wasn't You would be delighted. <laughs> I would be delighted was my bonus puzzle. But you're not heavily reliant on the personalities and the charm and the charisma of the contestants to move the show along. Who needs your charisma when you have Vanna White? Ex- seriously. You just said it right there. But there is no Vanna White on Wheel of um, Pressure Luck. It's all about the energy and the spunk and the razzmatazz. You got a lot of spunk. <laughs> Thank you. I hate spunk. <laughs> got me again. So, I, I don't know. I... I I might, I don't know, I'll see if I, I'll get a haircut and take my photo and throw it up there. I don't know. If they tape, it depends on where they tape, too. If they tape in New York, great. If they tape in L.A., which they might, uh, not so great. But just so you know, nerds out there, if you want to get on pressure, like anybody within the sound of my voice, uh, the two of you, yes, you, yeah, right over there. Not so much you. Yeah, not you. <laughs> um, check it out. Maybe you could get on uh, Press Your Luck and then come on the podcast and tell us how it went. I would, I would love to hear how it went if I don't get on myself. But, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. I still haven't worked up the courage to audition for $100,000 Pyramid, which I think I would be okay at. But, you know, anyways, we're getting off track here. Uh, no whammies? I say yes whammies. <laughs> Don't be a care less person. Be a care more person. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on. Um, Joe, quick. Quick Canada quiz. Quick. <laughs> Six months later. <laughs> let's wake up little Susie. If you ever need some PR yeah. and need somebody to beat the shit out of you, you do not have to pay me 3500 bucks. I will say the most anti-Portuguese stuff and throw you a beating for free. Oh. However, if you do decide to pay your assailant to beat you up, don't pay my check. Oh, yeah. I think that's I think that's the biggest thing. We're talking about Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett, who is an actor on the TV show Empire, now infamous TV actor, who apparently confessed not not maybe not confessed, but they got the goods on him that he did, was not attacked, as he stated, by two MAGA hat wearing white guys who uh, called him the F word and said this is MAGA country, and then put a noose around his neck and poured what they thought were ble- was bleach on his body and uh, maybe roughed him up a bit and left him to uh, wallow in his own misery. The Apparently not the case. Uh, it turned out that the assailants were two extras that had worked on the show Empire that were familiar with uh, Jesse Smollett. So familiar that Jesse Smollett hired the, these two gentlemen to dress up as assailants wearing MAGA hats to carry a noose and potentially bleach? Well, no, I, I don't even know if any of that happened because the guys are black. Right, they're black. Right, no, they're, not a lot of black wearing mega, you know, African well, guys. Well, did, did you see the surveillance video? Yeah. They're, they're buying the ski mask and also the, there was red hats. And then, uh, so it had started, I guess, he sent himself a threatening letter by cutting out, like, the letters from, like, magazines and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you can't make that up. No, he... And then he didn't get enough sympathy from the show. Like, he was hoping, you know, and that so... That letter alone would be like, well, let's back up a little bit. Now, why would an actor who's getting paid $65,000 an episode on a hit network television show go to such lengths to stage an attack against himself and to try to draw up sympathy for him? Why would he do that? Uh, 
it's gone back and forth. I heard he was worried he was going to get written out of the show, and then I've also heard that he well, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. No, he does not. Um, but the other thing was that he was he, satisfied. He, yes, he wanted to get more money from the show per episode. Mo money, mo money, mo money, mo problems. <laughs> um, how'd that work out? Not very well. Yeah, he went on Good Morning America shortly after cried. the attack. Cried to Robin Roberts, kind of divulged this thing. And at the time, investigators said that his story was consistent throughout. Every time they investigated and went back to him to follow up on further details, the investigators said that his story was consistent. That does not mean it was true. <laughs> he, um, you know, and, and it's really a shame because he's an openly gay black person. One of the things that, like, you know, he's been lauded for is you know, the black community isn't really um, – the homophobia is still more prevalent there than a lot of other places. Not so much the South, I think. They, 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 but, I mean, he was he was a spokesperson. He was an icon. He was beloved and heralded, and, and the fact that he, you know, had this platform and stuff like that, um, very outspoken against the president um, – which, of course, I applaud him for. I <laughs> don't want to speak for you, but I think you would applaud him for. The broken clock is right twice a day, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but dude, talk about like career suicide. And also cultural suicide. I mean, the, the implications of what he did basically gives Trump yep. a, just more fuel for the fire. More fuel for like, see, fake news. You know, this is the the the, the far left. This is the... The hysteria that's brewing on the left, they stage these things. It's all fake. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. So thanks for nothing, Jesse Smollett. And by the way, the two uh, gentlemen that Jesse Smollett hired were Nigerian, and he wrote him a check, which basically meant, did he fall for a Nigerian scam, or was he <laughs> perpetrating this? How does that work? Is that the so wrong So he way? thought he was giving them $3,500 to help secure getting a lot more funds he back was, here. Right. He was expecting, I'll, I'll pay them the $3,500. i will pay these two Nigerians $3,500, and then I'll get a higher salary at the end. It's win-win. It really? Um, they yeah. get the money. I get the notoriety. They can come in and use the bathroom. I won't bother them. They won't bother me. Oh, forget it. Couldn't afford this. Uh, but but of course, so the asshole who sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue when he's not in the breakfast, uh, the omelet bar at his Mar-a-Lago. 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 You, you saw oh, that was that was the best. That was the best. Um, yeah, when he's not doing that. But he uh, he's tweeted out about this. The whole fake news hasn't mentioned, and and this was. It, I, because of today's news, it probably won't get any attention at all. But the two big news stories going into today was that Bernie has officially jumped into the presidential race. You're welcome. He's coming back. <laughs> he, he will be a guest again. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Bernie Sanders. Um <laughs> uh, so what I love is people like my management who are still upset and blame him for Hillary's defeat is upset that he's jumping in. Uh, at the same time, you know, A, he has a right to. And did you see the numbers like within, what was it, 24 hours, like raised like $3 million? No, you're way off. Okay. Six million. Wow. So he is the, Bernie Sanders is the. 
Six million dollar man. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> ding ding ding. All <laughs> right. Ding, ding, ding. I had to rewind my uh reference oh, oh uh, reference meter back to nineteen seventy five. When did the uh six million dollar man come out? Uh, that, yeah, that was F seventy six, seventy seven. Yeah. That's a spirit. <laughs> I actually have the entire D V D set of Six Million Dollar Man given to me by uh, an ex coworker of mine. Which uh all I can say is of course you do. <laughs> and I'm glad that you do. Remember when six million dollars was a lot of money? <laughs> mm-hmm. But he uh, so he jumped back into the race. And it's true. Some of the things that he said, like you look at what his platform was three years ago and how much people said how far out it was and you couldn't afford it. And now most of the people running for president are running on his same platform. You know, I, I you know, rumors is he reached out to Bader O'Rourke about being a running mate with him. Um, that'd be an interesting. So, I mean. It's still kind of early. I'm not upset that he's in it. You know, I think one of the I liked his platform. I was a fan of Bernie ten years before he ran. You know, he used to do a, a weekly segment on a talk show, a Tom Hartman show every week. It was brunch with Bernie from eleven to five, eleven to noon. Excuse me on Fridays. So I liked him. So mm. it, that, that, I think it's. But you know, if I voted for him in the primary. So there you go. But, um, you know, but I'm I'm a Bernie bro. <laughs> But the other thing that's not making a lot of news is a white nationalist, a openly white nationalist. Is the president of the United States. And there's also another white nationalist who's a lieutenant in the Coast Guard who was arrested this week in a joint investigation operation from Coast Guard's intelligence and the FBI. Uh, He has been stockpiling weapons and... You know, his manifesto stated that he wanted to uh, top the Vegas shooters' numbers for civilian casualties, and he had a hit list of prominent Democrats and media people, and had like it all worked out. You know how to find these people. You know how to track them down. Have you even heard of this? Because it's barely barely made the news. Right, barely. But here again, it. So, of course, you know... But it involves a shooter, so it's kind of blasé at this point. Wait, wait. Last week, there was another five people shot in a workplace shooting. We're talking about a would-be shooter. I mean, does that even make a blip on the radar anymore? Right. But this, you know... But again, here's somebody... In the same... It's it's important. I'm surprised it doesn't get more attention because it was around the same day that, again, the president goes out of his way to say the New York Times is the true, all capitals, the enemy of the people. And... You have his supporters stockpiling weapons and making Hitler's to go out. First of all, how if you're a white supremacist, how are you allowed to still hold a job in public service? You'd be surprised, my friend. Yeah, well, sadly, I would. I mean, honestly, who double, who if you're a white nationalist? I mean, how overt was he in his uh, white nationalism? I mean, that's the thing is that like you can be. You know, whatever your belief is and just not be vocal about it and just sort of go about your daily life. He could have been a kick-ass lieutenant. Yeah, but if you're po- – yeah, I, yeah. I, I do – I do. interesting, I do not know. But if you're posting on social media – but it's one of those things. It's like if you're a cop and you're posting, you know, white national stuff on your Facebook page or you're an EMT, you can't have these jobs. I mean if you get a phone call to go help somebody, I mean you can't be trusted. Was to- he posting as himself? Oh, or is he just doing an assumption? I mean – Shocker, most of my coworkers don't know I have a podcast. <laughs> so you can lead a double life, which, 
I heard 100% of Americans actually do lead double lives. That, that was an article once in The Onion. Yes. Is I, that I, where it's from? God okay. damn it. You pinpointed the source. <laughs> oh, you, you, you went a little heavy on the... Uh, <laughs> The articulation? No, the the uh, air freshener, the pine cone. Oh air yeah, fresh- went a little heavy on the pine cone air freshener. It's a, it's a, I know, a pine. Ca- <laughs> you went a little heavy on the pine tree cologne. It's a air freshener. Ah, you pinpointed the smell. Step two is washing it off. That's <laughs> my Dan Aykroyd is the, uh, was it the uh, the break king of uh, whatever of uh, Chicago? Yeah. Ah, I forget. Well, he was great. But Tommy when we, boy. When we do our Tommy boy podcast. Hey, when we do uh, the Chris Farley, you'll see you on the Chris Farley side show. So I had a lot of things to, uh, like, on the list. Um, kind of blaze through that. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's, uh, you know, the day after California filed an injunction against Blotus for his, you know, um, national emergency. He pulls a billion dollars of funding from the high-speed rail system that's been uh. underway. But, you know, the big point about this is, yet again, why would you ever make a deal with him? Why would Congress or Senate ever make a deal with him? Because all he does is pull – this This wasn't one day the, the Senate said – we're going to give California a billion dollars to build this high-speed rail. This was years in the making, negotiation. It was already settled years ago. And for him to arbitrarily just come in one day and say, nope, I'm doing away with that. I'm doing away with that. Anyways, yeah, Roger Stone, you know, uh, which, which got slapped. I was so hoping they were going to throw him in jail. He posted a picture on his Instagram of the judge that is trying his case, saying the fix is in with a um, – what do you call it there? Crosshairs. The crosshairs in it, and which he tried to say, oh, I thought it was a Gaelic symbol, and even the judge called him out on his bullshit saying that how come you went on TV the very next day saying you have every right, it's freedom of speech. It's like- Right. Did he blame Ambien? He did not blame it. I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> um, so so the Roger Stone, uh, let's see, Labor, oh, well, you know what, hold up on the Labor Secretary. Well, you know, the South Bend mayor, that's something else. Yeah. We will do self-indulgent during a bit. But, Joe? Yes? I pledged two weeks ago that I was going to not talk about the Patriots for a month. And you did. And you've held it up wisely and well. So I congratulate you. What do you want, a cookie? Uh, we're two weeks in. Yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be a little Patriot talk today. Not necessarily. Mm, it's Patriot adjacent. Patriot. Okay. <laughs> you know? It has nothing to do with the game itself. It does not. It has nothing to do with the players. It does not. It does not have it really has nothing to bear any significance on the dynamic of the team as a whole. When when what are we pussyfooting around? When James White <laughs> scored the touchdown in overtime to win the Super Bowl against the Falcons after the Patriots are down twenty eight to three with two minutes and eight seconds left. But who would you say that that was a happy ending? Yes, <laughs> yes, I would. Uh, when Malcolm Butler intercepted <laughs> the uh, pass from the Seahawks uh, at the goal line at the previous Super Bowl, that was. Quite the happy ending. It really was. And just a few weeks ago when, you know, the 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 Rams missed the field goal with five seconds left, which would only make it thirteen to three. They would and, and Tom Brady got to, you know, take a knee, you know, the last snap of the ball and win his sixth Super Bowl. I, I thought that was a very happy ending. I saw smiles. Uh, yeah, a lot of smiles. Uh Robert Kraft has had a lot of happy endings. S- six 
Six happy endings winning Super Bowls. Uh-huh. And uh, a couple more down in South Florida. Why? What happens in Florida? I thought what happened in Florida stays in Florida. No. No? No. See, now, if he was in Vegas, uh-huh. we wouldn't know anything about this. Right. Actually, it's true. If he, this had happened in Vegas, we probably wouldn't know anything about it. The FBI doesn't investigate illegal uh, uh, prostitution rings. In... Prostitution's legal in, 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 in No, Nevada. but I'm talking about illegal prostitution. Because you can still have illegal prostitution. You can still have sex trafficking and not be sanctioned. You can? What? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Robert Kraft... Today, on Friday, was uh, charged with uh, solicitation in a sex ring thing. I move for a bad court thingy. <laughs> uh, he signed a contract that was deemed unbreakable. Unbreakable. <laughs> Excuse me for a moment. So Robert Kraft is um, a perv. Not so much a perv, but like a sleazy perv. Um, allegedly, 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 amongst, by the way, he's not alone, uh, among apparently about a hundred other people. 137 with more indictments to come. You're right. It's about, this was part of a months long or years long. Year long investigation. Into uh, these were not like just regular, like women off the street in America, like girls on hard times or even volunteering. These are massage parlors. The, you know, stereotypical massage, Asian massage parlors, I presume. I don't know. Um, fronts where y- they have sex workers living there, working there, and being uh, sex slaves. Um, it's real, like, real despicable. The the worst, the worst, right above, like, child porn, like, this is probably the, the, the most heinous sex exploitation you can get there's this human trafficking i mean i in in a semi-serious note because i mean what, what we're talking about i am one of those who view um willful prostitution as a victimless crime absolutely no problem with it all i don't know why it's not legal in a lot of places i mean when you go down the places in the countries that have it like the deceased rate you know um i mean the victim the, the victims are the sex workers who Get abused and can't report it, and we 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 can have a whole show about that, but we won't. Um, but but suffice to say, I'm definitely on the side of the fence. That you know, if it's willful, you know, who the fuck cares? Why does it? Why does it matter? I personally know a few sex workers, like um, or or, or former sex workers. I know Quiet. people who have done porn. <laughs> I you know, uh, it, it's funny because. In the mid-90s, while doing a show of my own that had featured some porn actresses in a comedy thing, I was also working on Touched by an Angel. And I found that the people in porn were who they were. They made no bones about it. Here we are. This is what we do. This is our lifestyle. Um, The people on Touched by an Angel, the writing staff, were a thousand times more sleazy, (laughs) worse, conniving, backstabbing, adultery. You go down the list. And it's like I literally found the poor people to almost be refreshing to deal with first (laughs) regular L.A. fucks. You know, so that said, yeah. And and here's the thing. It's like do the people know that this is the situation that these people are in? I mean, is it something where like, you know, Robert Kraft obviously doesn't live there, isn't there every day? Is it – you get to town and you just do a Yelp thing to see which results pearls have like the best rating and you go in there. Or do you know? And we were talking about this beforehand. Do you not know or do you not want to know? You know? 
It's one of those things where I think more people would be vegetarian if they had to prep their own meat. And I don't mean go to DeMuller's or go to Ralph's, get it, bring it home and fry it up. But I mean, if you had to... Raise a pig. And, and butcher it. it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. It, do you, do you, you know, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. No. It's one of those things. It's crazy when you think about, you know, and I think one of the reportings was, you know, to go in, the session is $79. I don't know if that includes tip or not. Uh, you have an empire worth billions of dollars that you now in this kind of jeopardy. Um, well, yeah, it really does speak to a, a very sleazy, underhanded um, characteristic of his psyche. I mean, you know, he was in a, a long-term marriage. His wife, you know, died years ago. He's been public with his dating and is kind of quasi-partying, I guess you would say. Huge party. Okay, huge with, party. With people like Snoop Dogg. Right. So, I mean, he had that wild side, and it was well-known. Now, oh, we also know that he's a Trump supporter, so, and he's the owner of the New England fucking Patriots, the evil empire uh, to most of the country. Uh, already, two strikes against him as far on the li- unlikability chart. This puts him uh, the, uh, four strikes. This gives him a hat trick. Oh, why? Uh, owner or uh, MAGA? Uh, uh, maybe five then, because you got first of all, you got Spygate, then you got Deflategate, now the, you got Tailgate, but the, the, uh, the unlimited. You like that? So that the I'm, unlimited, the, the winning. You know, people. No, but I'm talking about as far as like, okay, he's the owner of the Patriots. That's one thing that people hate him for. Right. He's a Trump supporter. That's another, another thing. thing. Yep. Now it's like, oh, he's also uh, somebody who's cool with uh, human trafficking. Um, kind of a don't ask, don't tell policy with the human trafficking. And, and my guess is that, yeah, he has this probably untouchable mentality where he's so up there in the upper echelon that he doesn't... Wait, wait. Are you telling me that you think in this country, in the United States of America in 2019, a white billionaire... Old guy believes he might be above the law. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, because yesterday, and we talked about this a little while ago, the labor secretary of the country, while he was attorney general of the state of Florida, there was a billionaire running, actually running a sex ring, not walking into a massage parlor and getting a rub and a tug. He was actually running a sex ring for him and his buddies. It got busted. Uh, this attorney general shut down the investigation, gave the guy like a six-month sentence. He, 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 he copped to a deal, gave a six-month sentence in like a country club prison where for six days a week he could be out of the prison for 12 hours a day to go to work at his plush office and gave complete immunity to everybody else in the sex ring. He was just found guilty of basically committing a crime by making that deal. That was just, you know, yesterday, you know, in Florida. Is this Acosta? That's Acosta. You know, but here's the thing. How does he still, how does the president have time to, you know, write about this actor, you know, Jesse Jesse Small, thank you, and not mention... The guy in the Coast Guard arrested for terrorism and mentioned the fact that his labor secretary was just found guilty. Because it's not on Fox News. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and so, and this is the thing, you know, and, and, you know, not trying to divert attention, but with the craft thing, yeah. 
I mean, here's the thing. It's almost in a good way for these victims that craft is and then because it wouldn't be in the news. It would be in the news for 10 minutes, but now it's in the news. Uh, talking to our buddy Taylor on the way here, it's true. This is how I see it going down. And I hope I hope, well, I don't know if I should say I hope it goes down like this. If Kraft is smart, and this is him, you admit guilt. Mm-hmm. You apologize. You keep the money. It all goes away. It all goes away. According to the TMZ, the initial TMZ report, he was going to be charged with a misdemeanor. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, because that's it. I mean, it, it's it's he he has nothing to do with the trafficking into it, all this. Um, but but the thing is, like, you know, the Patriots put out a statement saying it's a personal matter. We won't be commenting on it. He's saying he's completely innocent. And there was some apologist I heard on sports radio today saying, well, maybe it's somebody who looks like him. But they, look, if it's him, just get the fucking thing over with. It will. It's embarrassing. Like, it takes away my love of making fun of the cult because of their owner, Jim Irsay, you know, and, and his stupidity and some other people who have been in these kind of shenanigans. I was going to say, we finally got a sleazy owner of a, of a football team in New England. Well, okay, I mean, not finally, but okay. But it is. It's one of those things. And it's Friday. And <laughs> well, to us, it's Friday. To you, you're in the future. Yeah. But we, um, usually the Mueller indictments come down on Friday. And all day, I was one of the reasons I, I held off to, you know, when I did to send the rundown is there was a lot of talk that it's indictment Friday and, yeah. and, and who's going to do the per- all these things. And then just sitting there, I finally, you know, sent it. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is awful. The memes right away. It, it was, at least 20 people felt, 20 friends and family members felt I might not have heard the news <laughs> and, and, and either caught my phone blew up instantly, people letting me know. And, of course, my cult friends and my Steeler friends, they were the first to let me know about this. Oh, how kind of them. But then, honestly... It will cycle out of the news. No matter how bad the news cycle is, if it's not 24 hours, it's probably 48. And if it goes beyond, if you can get through 72 hours, it goes away. It do. Just, you know, go down there, you know, cop a plea, you know, plead no contest, get your community service, pay a huge ass fine. And luckily it happened at the very beginning of the off season. Right. There's lots of time to forget Oh, well, you know, I'm sure they'll be reminded in August. Yeah, I mean, and, and people, and look, every, every time he goes into a stadium, there's going to be signs. People are going to make fun of it. it you got to live with it, dude. It, yeah. it is what it is. But don't fight it. Just, you know, admit guilt, apologize, keep the money. You think and, Roger Goodell popped a champagne cork? Oh, well, maybe a little bit. But uh, it wasn't. And, and talk about cycling out of the news. It was within, I want to say it was in an hour. If it wasn't within an hour, it was within two hours. So yesterday, it was Labor Secretary Costa. You know, he gets found, you know, for, for his deeds. You know, Kraft early this afternoon. And within an hour, R. Kelly. Indicted on sexual assault charges. Yeah, 10 indictments. From, from six different victims, from eight, ranging from age 13 to 16. I don't know how I fell into it, but the other day I was watching uh, old Chappelle show clips on Comedy Central. They have, like, all the uncensored bits from his Chappelle show on their website. And I got to the R. Kelly, I want to piss on you music oh. video. I forgot how f- 
fuck. I mean, I didn't forget. I just didn't. I haven't appreciated how fucking funny that show was and how he was on that show and just like the, but that I want to piss on you video is just like, like the words were coming back to me as I was watching it because it was just like, you know, uh, it was so powerful. Then this was like 2003, you know, I want to piss on you. Drip, drip, drip. (laughs) I mean, in here, so the craft thing is awful Mm. as a patriot, you know, devotee. It absolutely sucks because, you know, I mean, yeah, he's a fun guy. He's partying. He has a big presence here in Massachusetts. He does a lot of charity things. Um, maybe that was the... That's the kind of guilt that builds hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> Children's hospitals. Um, yeah, but it's awful, you know. Yeah. Be- between that and, and Peter Tork dying, I mean, it's been a rough... Hey, you know what? Paul Rubens had his run-ins with uh, Scandal, and he came out unscathed 20 years later. But, you know, give it time. This too shall pass. And the way, like you said, the news cycle moves so fast, we won't even remember who Robert Kraft is in a week. We will. Okay. Uh, And and all all the football people will keep reminding us. You know, so let's uh, let's shake it up a little bit. Um, Instead of going into sport after, you know, the break, there's no no sports. Uh, The the Bruins have won six in a row, point in the last 11 games, so seven in a row. You know, um, you know they're doing great. Made a minor league or made a minor trade the other day. Uh, I don't, I don't think we have to get the Ducks boat ready for another parade in June. But <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe they get to the uh, conference final this year. Um, but but on this happy note, let's go to the Funk Smarts of the week and then come back with the gold. Okay. All right. Why'd you do it? I just dig Kellogg's Rice Krispies with those crisp morsels that go snap, crackle, and pop and quiet. Where were you at 10 p.m. December 3rd, 1956? I was at the Central High basketball game with Shirley. All right, relieve him of his Rice Krispies and take him to the cooler. Before? For some milk. I want to hear the snap, crackle, and pop. So now, as I said, having a rough week, not being able to skate this week, uh, the passing of a, of a childhood idol, uh... The, the, the Robert Kraft uh, non-Super Bowl happy ending. Uh, I'm so delighted to get to my favorite part of the week, which is the self-indulgent theater. Ah. Where it has become, undoubtedly, you, you can't deny it, a fan favorite. Literal fan. <laughs> fan. <laughs> and I do. like uh, I've got a lot of great feedback. Uh, uh, John Hunt. Very much liked, like the, your asshole neighbor. Um, Our friend Richard on Facebook said, "I laughed out loud at the Adam Sandler singing jump." Jump, and and all seriousness. Now you know when we say ideas for sideshows, ideas for bits. You know, ideas. We actually got a request for you to do from Richard, a Don Knotts. <laughs> um, so Jacques thought it would be appropriate in honor of the passing of uh, Peter Tork of the Monkeys that. Perhaps Don Knotts could take a stab at singing a monkey's classic. So I went through the archives and I drummed up this little ditty by the monkeys called Daydream Believer. And so now, for your listening pleasure, here's Daydream Believer as sung by what might pass as Don Knotts. Enjoy. Oh, I could hide neath the wings of the bluebird 
as she sings. The six o'clock alarm would never ring. But it rings and I rise, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. Me shaving razors cold and it stings. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to a daydream believer? And uh, Jack, you'll like this homecoming queen. You once thought of me as a white knight on his steed. Now you know how happy I can be. You gotta nip it in the bud. Oh, I know good time starting and without a dollar one to spend. But how much baby do we really need, Andy? Cheer up, sleepy Jean. No what can it mean to a daydream believer and a homecoming queen. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to a daydream believer and a homecoming queen. These hands are lethal weapons. I tell you, another like you, you, you are the man of seven voices. <laughs> I'll take it. And, and and what I love most about it is when you throw in the little bits of personality, throwing a little little name checking of Andy in there. Oh, you got it for track, and oh yeah, my favorite Don Knotts thing of all time is the old bit by Dana Gould about how conspicuous a voice that he could never make like a prank phone call. He could never make prank phone calls. Yeah. Hello? I can see you through your bedroom window. Is this Don Knotts? Woo! Uh, favorite Don Knotts uh, vehicle? Uh, the, the um... I, I don't want to say the incredible Mr. Limp, but, but maybe. I only saw that maybe once, but uh, obviously for me, yes. Three's Company. There's no close second. No, Ralph Furley. I, I mean, as a kid watching Andy Griffin on reruns, incredible Mr. Limpet, uh, how many... How many how many cartoon characters has he done that we've loved? You know, I don't know how many. Oh no, he like tons of them. Okay, but uh, but yeah, he will always. It always starts and stops with Mister Furley for me. Right. Yeah. God bless Don Knotts. Um, he will be missed, as will Peter Tork, as will most of our listeners after that bit. <laughs> uh, so now we move into. The other moment of spotlight for Joe, uh, vi- before we get to the random video game, anything going on video game-wise in the uh, the old abode? Uh, well, my younger son is banned from video games this week because he did something naughty. On vacation week? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yes, we are evil sons no, of bitches. No, y- y- you have to. Yeah, but he's watching YouTube. Yeah, whatever. He- he- we just know video. And bones. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, whether he likes it or not, it's like church around here. Um, but for me, as far as video games go, I'm, I am way into Tetris 99 on the Switch. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, like, 
I don't get a lot of cardio, but the heart beating that I'm getting from playing, uh, I'm getting very close. So the, if you don't remember, know what Tetris 99 is, it's a new online battle royale version of Tetris where for on the Switch only, and if you have the Switch and the Nintendo online subscription, it's free to download. You play Tetris competitively against 99 or 98 other online players. And there's attack mode. So as you're trying to just play Tetris, you're also getting junk lines stacked, you know, by two, stacked on, on your stack by other players. And then you can also make line, you know, if you clear lines, you can send uh, uh, junk to other players. Long story short, it gets hot and heavy. And you, th- there can be only one winner. Um, well, I, everybody knows it could be only. One. I know. I, I, <laughs> so uh, I've I've placed second um, a couple of times. Always a bridesmaid. First loser. Yes, I'm first loser th- at least three times. And my younger son was actually witness to this. He, and it was close. Like you can see the actual like live feed of the other players. Like you can see how their stacks are looking compared to yours. I had this guy on the ropes. Like his, he was about ready to die. And then I just fucked up, like, because I wasn't generating enough lines on my own to throw to him and, and send him over. Say this is my sale. <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> oh, that's where I blow it. Okay, so Jack just put down his, uh, he's storming off. He's put down his, he can't storm off. He's limping. He's limping off. But that's me with Tetris 99. It's a fun game. Please, I implore you, if you have no life, um, or if you just like to stress yourself out for no reason whatsoever, or if you're just good at Tetris, get this game and play it. And it just like it's, it, it reinvents Tetris. So Jacques has pulled a game off of the shelf of Nintendo games. And it looks like he pulled off a game that, I don't know if it's, is it, oh, is it Batman? It is. Yeah, it's Batman. All right. Thank you for salivating. And I, hey, do you I, want to work or not? I do. I love Batman, um, the video game. I mean, Jock loves Batman. But the video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System that came out in 1990, right after the movie in 89, uh, is fantastic. It's based on the movie. It's, uh, I mean, if we all remember 1989, the biggest movie of the year arguably was Batman. It was a phenomenon. Not a particularly great movie, in retrospect. Uh, a very good movie, uh, as far as Batman movies go. But the game itself for the Nintendo was great because it was one of those platforming games where, you know, you're jumping around as Batman and you have to defeat uh, thugs and uh, weird enemies. Uh, but it kind of follows the storyline of the movie. Every time you go from one scene to the next... They show little cutscenes that animate portions of the movie pretty faithfully. And uh, you're in pursuit of the Joker. Um, it has a very memorable Nintendo soundtrack. The controls are pretty tight. You can um, wall jump, you know, cling to walls and just jump back and forth in, in, in tight spaces. You can uh, uh, not only punch, you can throw your batarang. You can throw this sort of like triple ninja star thing and you can also fire a gun yes batman fires a gun but it's like a rocket bullet gun it's not like a gun that like kills it's one of those rock i mean 
granted, every enemy you defeat explodes. Um, <laughs> so maybe Batman kills in this version of Batman. But uh, we'll overlook that. It's a video game. It, uh, it is difficult, it's, uh, you know, but it's not unforgiving. It gives you multiple con- uh, unlimited continues, so you can sit down for hours and hours and hours and keep trying and trying and trying until you finally get it right. Um, but this uh, was a very good game. It, uh, it was very dark, just like the Tim Burton movie. It, um, it complemented the whole Batman phenomenon uh, very well. So highly rated in my book. What does Pat Contry say in his stupid book? Uh, he probably gives it four stars, and he did. Uh, so let me read a little passage from Ultimate Nintendo, the Guide to the NES Library by Pat Contry on Batman for the NES. Coming on the heels of the blockbuster Tim Burton Batman film, this action platformer stands out as a rare example of an entertaining movie-licensed game. The player has to access to the player has access to a basic punch attack as well as three ammo-reliant weapons. Um, yeah, so basically what I said, only better. And, uh, yeah, so I own it, and it's cool, and I played it, and I've beaten it a couple of times. Uh, I also have Batman Return of the Joker, the follow-up. And that, oh, God, that only got three stars in the book. Yeah, I mean, it's it was pretty good as well, but it's not as, um, it's not as action-packed or um, exciting as the original Batman game. I'm here, scroll through. I'm not sure if I'm finding it right, but yeah. wh- while you're looking to see, oh, um, oh, okay. do you have the movie here? I have it on Laserdisc. Yes, you do have it on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it. We, we watched did. It. That's it, how I know. Yeah, and it was um, in poor condition. I mean, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of artifacts on the screen, a lot of disc rot, as it were. Uh, NES Batman. Oh, you do, oh, yeah, NES Batman. Uh, it goes for seven ninety nine. I guess. Yeah, I mean it's a yeah. So I guess Batman video game at the top there. Yeah, there it's seven ninety nine. So all right. So it's eight bucks. And it's, uh, but it's great. It's a little, uh, it's a classic in my opinion. So now, disc looks like it's in good case, uh, good condition. Too. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. It's not bad. I give it a seventy-five. It's a good <laughs> beat. I can dance to it. Well, what else is up? What's what are you watching on the TV there when you're not crying yourself to sleep or being scared out of your ass from Resident Evil Two? Resident Evil Two is great. I know. I really should. I, I should probably play it. It is. Um, it, it talk about talk about like stress inducing. There is at one point of a game, somebody starts chasing you, and they don't move slow, but they don't move fast. But they're not. You have your regular zombies who keep trying to grab you and, and get you from different ways, and then zombie dogs, which is a staple in the Resident Evil world. Mm-hmm. But this figure, it's you know, you're an average guy, and this figure is probably like seven feet tall or like six eight, um, and has like boots at clank and you can hear him chasing you through a mansion sometimes he's a floor over you sometimes it's under you and sometimes you have to hide and kind of just wait for him to go search another part but it's, as you're running and you just hear the clanking coming behind you or that's when you wish you had surround sound no <laughs> no those are one of the games where there's no way if you ever break down and get the the vr, the VR version yeah and i come over there's no way I can play any of these games without wearing a Depends. Right. I'm just I gonna... might have to set up the uh, the the PS4 in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so that's. But we started as a family watching um, on on Netflix a, a series called The Umbrella Academy. Oh, what's that? Um, 
Is it, it Resident Evil, the Umbrella Corporation Academy? You, you know, it's <laughs> funny, right? Uh, it's a story where around the world one day, like 24 years ago, 47 or 49 women gave birth at exactly the same time who weren't pregnant at the start of the day. Like, all of a sudden, just, you know, became, and this rich billionaire guy flew around the world trying to collect as many of them. We, you don't know why yet. He collected seven of them, six of which, and he raised them, didn't give them names, just gave them numbers, um, raised them because they all had some kind of power, so they're kind of uh, superhero-ish, but one of them doesn't. And the one that doesn't is, uh, and this is the amazing thing about Netflix, uh, Ellen Page is like the lead character, like a, oh. a real big actress. Yeah. Uh, and everybody else, like not everybody else, but there's a few other people in it that you you know by sight, you know? Yeah, like, oh, that person. I've seen her before. Um, and it's good. You know, It's there's only season one. We're halfway through season one. The characters are very interesting. So they're kind of a family, but they're kind of not a family. You know, there was all kinds of turmoil. It's almost like the X-Men Academy kind of. Yeah. And this is about, this is about, so they're all early 20s, mid-20s, maybe late 20s. And in their late teens, they all went their own way pretty much. And for one reason or another, and, you know, they get word. That they all have to come back for, you know, for something. And it's like, yeah, they like each other, but they don't like each other. They don't, you know, so it, it, it's interesting. It's a love-hate thing kind of thing. It's a family thing. Right. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Are they, any, are they any more or less family? So uh, They're just like us. So, you know, by next week, hopefully we will have watched, you know, the whole thing. Great. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see. But uh, what about what about you? Well, um, my wife and older son uh, have been out a lot nights this week because they're rehearsing for a play that they're doing at the school where my wife teaches but um my younger son you know and i have kind of you know he does his thing i i do a tetris 99 he's been watching me play tetris 99 so that's the biggest thing but tv wise i've been getting back into the orville i've been trying to catch up with it on uh, hulu so i'm Almost through season one, I think. I really should watch it, shouldn't I? It's actually a good show. Like, it's the first season, you can see where they're trying to crowbar in the jokes, but there really are very good, decent, and sometimes very good storylines that go with it. One episode was a little eh, you know, a little like off brand, if you, if it, as, if it were, as, as it were, if you will. Um, but for the most part, I'm getting into the characters. Uh, it's a good sci-fi show. I don't have CBS All Access, so I'm well. I do have access somehow to the Star Trek Discovery series, which I probably should be watching. But I'm not that big a Star Trek fan. I am a big Seth MacFarlane fan, so I'm more apt to watch The Orville. Where and Scott Grimes is in it. I mean, hey, what? Yes, yes, yes. Our friend Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna make him my friend, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of you've the met show. him, right? Maybe, yeah, I think I have once uh, when you were doing the, hockey. He was at when the starter you... wedding. Oh right, yes, yes, yeah. I have, I have met him. So you know, I'm sure he remembers me. Hey Scott, um, I'm sure he's listening. Hey Scott, um, and if he's well, not, you see, li- I give a lot of shit on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I see he does not respond. Oh, he, I, uh, he does. Sometimes. Maybe yeah. okay. I've never seen it, but I'll believe you. 
I like will, Jesse Smollett, I'll believe you. I swear, <laughs> I'm going to put a rope around that Portuguese neck of yours, and uh, you know, I pour bleach on you, but you're Portuguese. I'll just pour soap on you. That's like bleach to other people. See what I did? The, now pay me thirty five hundred dollars. I take a check. <laughs> Good one. All right. Well, that's he all. Paid by a check. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the decency to to write a money order. All right. Well. I think that's uh, that's all for today, except for, of course, this week's vacation parenting tip. This is vacation week. What's your parenting tip for those of with kids? My actually, my uh, nephew and his family have gone away to Disney World, oh. so they had a nice Disney vacation. They're on a nice Disney vacation. I've not gone on a nice Disney vacation. Um, I've not taken my family on a great vacation since twenty. 13 when we went to Ireland and even that wasn't a great vacation because uh, I'm an asshole. Uh, that's a whole other, that's a whole side show. Did, did it rain? Stuff. No, it did not. Well, uh, a little bit, but that wasn't, the, it rained, it did rain and it was me. I was the cloud <laughs> and they were the parade and I rained on it. Um, but uh, we won't get into that. But what do you have to tell the fine folks that are having uh, to deal with their little snot-nosed punk brats during this vacation week. And it's vacation week only really in Massachusetts, right? No, know. no, I think, well, I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Know. No, everybody has a February vacation. Okay. Um, very simple, very simple. You don't have to do a lot of shit. You know, Christmas was six weeks ago. They got a bunch of new shit. It's not the end of the world if you don't, you don't have to be Julie McCoy all the time. Sometimes... You can have a staycation. Mm. You know, like I said, literally six weeks ago was Christmas. Does it seem like it was six weeks ago? Six, it seemed like six, six years. seven weeks? I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot, so it seems like six years ago. <laughs> so it was Christmas, and they got a bunch of new shit just for Christmas. You just spent all this money just six, seven weeks ago. Uh, we are lucky enough to have a house with a pool that we will be spending a thousand bucks opening up in about six, seven weeks from now. You know, it's more than okay to just... Lay low, uh, and and just enjoy the things that you got for Christmas. Yeah, and then enjoy, enjoy each other's company. You know, well, at least well, the things whatever. you got for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's nice. Yeah, I mean, we, we've trust me, we're 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 un, not unfamiliar with the staycation around these parts. Yeah. Um, but it's not fun. It's not funny or fun. It um, is. I have a sad life. All right, they're not the boys aren't complaining because they only get their video games Friday night and Saturdays. During the week. So this is a huge treat for them to be able to get them during the week. Yeah. You know, so there you go. That's my parenting tip. Save money. Let them play with the toys they already fucking have. That's right. Desires only lead to more desires. And then you wind up in a massage parlor in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We'll live that down as Patriot fans. I'm sure that'll just blow right over. Right over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. just another uh, another grain of sand in the beach. Another of... another Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> oh man! Uh, speaking of nooses. All right, well, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Can we end on some sort of a happy note? Can I like go out as a Don Knotts or something? You want me to recite something as Don Knotts? Any one last time or anything? Oh, don't forget. Oh, okay, Jacques. For the love of God, don't forget. She knows her mind. All right, your auntie Griselda. She knows my kind, she might maybe so Oh yeah, she's raised you right, your Auntie Griselda You only know the things she wants you to know I know she's having a fit She doesn't like me a bit No bird of grace ever lit a 
Tom, 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 tom,